Hi, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Peter Padilla here with you today. I'm having a good time talking with industry experts on the phone, texting, email, and on the radio. We're talking about pretty much one thing, real estate and real estate for investors. Every day, people want to know about the market. Is it going to continue to go up? Is there still an opportunity to make a profit? Can we even afford to buy our first home? We talk about those things and more on our radio show. We're now going into our 13th year of weekly broadcasts, and we bring the experts into the studio to help bring great conversation and interesting topics every single week. Today, it's no different. We have a variety of things to talk about, but the main thing is things that fly. One of the things that flies is the honeybee. We're having Debbie Gilmore join us, and she's with Mason Valley Beekeepers, and we're talking about the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Also with us is Chris Ashby, and Chris is going to talk about other kinds of things that fly. Not airplanes. We'll probably talk about that on another show, but today we're going to talk about other bugs that are starting to emerge now as we're going into the warmer time of the year. And then what eats bugs? It's the frogs, right? There's a gentleman with us from Big Frog. His name is Troy Jaggers, and he's going to be talking about his custom t-shirts business and more after this quick break, so stay tuned. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com. back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Good day to tune into our radio show. We have some great guests joining us right here in the studio, and we are hoping that you are getting ready for springtime. You know, what springtime means is warmer temperatures, and I remember last spring, boy, it got hot fast, and I made a decision. This was the year I'm going to kick in my new SunTech solar screens. SunTech solar screens are fantastic. You know, they cut the heat and the glare from your hot windows coming into your homes, and it makes it a lot more comfortable. Your carpets don't wear out as quickly, your furniture lasts longer, and you spend more time enjoying the indoors of your beautiful home. I encourage you to visit solarscreensareno.com and tell Daryl Peter sent you. With us in the studio today, I have three guests joining me, and we're talking about things flying in northern Nevada. Our first pilot in the studio, not really a pilot, but you kind of pilot things, is Debbie Gilmore, and Debbie is with Mason Valley Beekeepers. Welcome to the show, Debbie. Hi, Peter. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks. I'm glad that you're here with us today. Did you fly in all the way from your oh, home? Oh, we did. We did. <laughs> <laughs> so you do not live in Reno. Where tell the people where you I live in Mason Valley, Unitin. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and the family's been there for 100 years this year. Oh, so. wow. Congratulations. Uh, are you a local yet with, after 100 years? Do they make your... I think that makes you pretty local. Oh, that pretty yeah. well does, too. Mason Valley is beautiful, and more and more people are discovering it now with uh, things happening at the USA Parkway and uh, Fernley and heading out to Fallon. Things are really cooking out there. They uh, are. Economy-wise. They are. They are. With the Industrial Center and the new new USA Parkway, things are growing. Yeah, they really are. More awareness of what's happening in the commercial world, more awareness of what's happening in the real estate world. And you're here to talk to us about more awareness of things going on in the honeybee world. Yes. Let our listeners know about Mason Valley Beekeepers. Mason Valley Beekeepers are holding their eighth annual Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. It starts um, February 23rd and goes through February 25th in Yuri 
Harrington. And so we're excited about it this year. And um, we're getting lots of registrations and people from other states. It's it's pretty exciting. Well, as uh, mentioned on the show many times, I am a beekeeper myself. And my fiance and I just love beekeeping. And we've been involved with Mason Valley Beekeepers. Now we're going into our third year, Debbie. And it's really been a, a wonderful experience. It's really a life-changing experience, almost as much of an impact as becoming a homeowner. It's in a way, when you when you build a beehive, you're building a home for somebody and you have residents and right. everybody's got to do their part too. Responsibilities, <laughs> yeah. yes, that's right. <laughs> All right, so I'm anxious to talk to you more and share with our listeners and our in-studio guests more about the world of beekeeping. We're going to do that more later in the show. Okay, Thanks for being good. with us. Thank you. Also, and Troy Jaggers is with us too and Troy is with a t-shirt and graving custom company. Tell us about your company, Troy. Uh, my name is Troy Jaggers. Thanks for having me today. Um, my wife and I just purchased uh, Big Frog custom t-shirts and more. So we're located in the Smithridge Shopping Center right next to Trader Joe's. Yeah. We do any type of custom apparel. Um, you know, what sets us apart from everybody else is we have no minimums, no setup fees, no artwork fees, and uh, we can do most of the orders within 24 hours turnaround time. I met Troy just recently. He's a new member of a networking organization I'm involved with in northern Nevada, and uh, we hit it off pretty quickly. Troy, you have a good way of introducing yourself to people like I do. I many times give honey, a little sample of honey of, from our hives, and you gave a sample of some of your work that you've done at your company to the members, and how was that received? It was received very well. Uh, everybody liked what uh, we did. We took uh, everybody's business card, we scanned it into the computer, then we printed it on a shirt. So, And that's the new uh, technology out there. It's called Direct-to-Garment. So our computer can do, uh, our printer can do 16 million colors, and it's uh, ink-injected into the shirt. Just so like wearing a photo. Pretty much like wearing a photo. So you know, if you have a weak body, you want to do some enhancements, you just, you could literally take a picture of a photo on a t-shirt, and you can put that t-shirt on. I definitely should do that for me. <laughs> so. I, I want our listeners and our in-studio guests to know that I truly believe this is possible and I'll tell you why. I want to show you my sample of my t-shirt and uh, I just couldn't believe it. I thought it was beautiful. What do you think of this? That is nice. <laughs> that is very nice. And that that print will last you forever. It's never going to crack. It's never going to fade. It's, it's in the shirt. You can stretch it and it bounces right back to where it goes and uh, mm -hmm. So it's going to be there longer than the shirt will yeah, last. Yeah, I told Sherry this is going to save me money on printing business cards because I don't want to hand out business cards. I'll just wear this. But, no, it's a beautiful shirt, and I really love the fact that the image came out so clear. So I'm already thinking about the things that we might utilize. But um, tell us about uh, your thoughts about this, uh, you know, why you got into the, the business. Is it the local economy? Have you been in business before? What made you decide to make this move? You know what? My wife and I have been looking for a business for about two years. I was a... Uh, police officer uh, for many years. Um, I still work as an EMT on the ambulance on Sundays and Mondays, so it's looking for something to fill the other days. Uh, we wanted something that we could check all the boxes with, and this one really checked the boxes with us. It was about, a large one was about community involvement, being able to be involved in the community, being able to be involved in our uh, daughter's schools. So we said, what better way to do that? T-shirts and uh, being able to go out to all the events and uh, provide t-shirts for large events. Um, well, Troy, I'm glad you're here with us today to talk about your business and get in on the conversation. We're talking about things that fly and, and uh, other things that eat, like in your case, it's the, the big frog that eats the bugs, but there's other bugs in town. And with us to talk about the other bugs that are in town is Chris Ashby from Truckee Meadows Pest Control. Chris, good to see you. Yeah. Thank you. So what's emerging right now? We're tail end of January and February, but it feels like March, April. Right, yeah, it's been a crazy winter. We haven't seen a uh, big cold snap like we usually do with, you know, getting snow. Um, it has cooled down enough to where, you know, rodents, mice are trying to come into people's houses. We're getting a lot of, a lot of calls about that. Um, you know, doing, doing exclusion work, trying to keep those rodents out, uh, taking care of that kind of stuff. Um, flying insects, not, not so much right now. Um, to slow down in the colder, colder months, but, uh, you know, they're always looking for a place to, to over winter and that's your home. So. I'll tell you what, I saw a fly in my house the other day. He was as big as a honeybee and um, he, must have, he must have been a grandpa, right, that made it all the way. <laughs> Somehow he's been staying close to the wood stove. I don't know what he did, but he's big and <laughs> he's almost like, it's unbelievable, but uh, if you uh, give him a chance, the bugs will just continue to go and go. They're so prolific, you know, and many people, when they run into bugs in their home, around the home, they, they the one way to get rid of them is to kill them, right? That's the one thing that you just think, well, let's just kill this bug, let's just kill this bug. And 
the challenge, not only here, but across the country, is when people take that attitude and companies take that attitude, they create problems that they're not aware of. And one of the reasons you're here today and one of the reasons Debbie's here today is we're talking about honeybees. We're very uh, dedicated to the honeybee world. I love honeybees. They're like my, they're one of my big, they are my biggest passion in my life right now. Um, and you care about honeybees as an exterminator, right? As you're not an exterminator, but as a pest management, pest control company, people think about that as killing bugs, but you don't do that, I know, because you called me one day and you asked me about a situation that you shared with me uh, about a fine. Tell me about that so our listeners can hear. Yeah, you know, we, we did. Uh, had a, a gentleman call us that uh, he had bees in his attic. And can, again, with this, these winter months, you don't really see bees being very active. But what ended up happening was he had uh, had a roof leak, had gotten water up into his attic, and had called one of the companies to, to dry it out, do that. And they, they were heating his attic, warming it up, and it made all those bees start thinking that it's summertime. And, you know, his first thing was, you know, kill them, get them out of here. I don't want to have anything to do with, with the bees in my attic. And, you know, it just comes down to educating people. Um, you know, we don't want to kill the bees. They're not doing anything wrong. They're just doing what bees do. So why don't we find a way to relocate them, get them out of there? And that's why I called you, is I knew that you knew people in the industry with beekeepers. My first call was to you to say, hey, you know, who can I get a hold of to be able to these bees out of this guy's attic? You know, it's a win-win situation for everybody. The beekeepers love a nice big colony that they can grab and relocate. Customer that called us was was happy that uh, we're able to get them out. So it's a win-win for everybody. We didn't have to kill any bees, and that's just I think it's a, a knee-jerk reaction. Everybody thinks you know bees they sting, get them out of here. They they don't want them there. But uh, you know the truth is is that beneficial. We need the bees. Yeah, They're you pollinators. you know which which bugs, which animals, which creatures depend on each other, and so much uh, of your your work is not so much exterminating or killing. I know you want to control it, right? You want to keep the pests in the right direction so they can do their thing and let the bees do their thing and let the people do their thing. It's a beautiful thing when you're in pest control management as in, as opposed to pest extermination. There's a big difference. There is. Um, you know, there's something in the industry we call IPM. It's integrated pest management. It's doing the, the least impactful thing to the environment, but eliminating the things that make the bugs come, whether it's moisture, if it's a food source, if it's harborage, you know, where they live. If we can eliminate those those things, you know, it's kind of like the, the fire triangle, you, except for, for bugs, is you've got, you know, harborage, you've got a food source, you've got water. If you eliminate one of those things, usually those pests go away. Um, you know, I've, being in the industry and being a manager and having you know a lot of training a lot of technicians you run into guys that are doing the same thing day in day out and what ends up happening is that it's becomes mundane and we call it the splash and dash you know and i have gone out many times to meet a technician at home and asked him well what are you doing here well i'm you know i'm just gonna you know spray around this i said well what's in your back what, what material are you using and they'll tell me and i well why did you choose that well it was what was in my backpack from the last house when we come back from this commercial, we're going to continue our conversation with the good folks from Truckee Meadows Pest Control after this message. So, you're thinking about buying investment real estate. Getting the right mortgage is a critical part of your decision. This is Lou Carr, branch manager of Summit Funding in Sparks, Nevada. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be the best investment purchase you'll ever make. How do you go about it? First, get pre-approved with a mortgage lender like Summit Funding. Then, find the right property at the right price. Summit Funding is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit summitfunding.net slash L-C-A-R-R or call 775-626-0775 for personal service. This is Lou Carr from Summit Funding, NMLS number 258750. Our branch NMLS number is 1042857. Summit Funding's NMLS number is 3199. Thank you. Summit Funding is an equal housing lender. We built this city. We built this city on road. 
Nevada Real Estate Radio. Good day to tune into our show today. Why? I'm having a good time. And you know, I would really have a great time and good time on Wednesdays because that's the day we get to talk with all of our industry experts and guests that come into the studio. And today we're talking about the things that fly, the things in the air like bugs and bees and frogs and all kinds of fun stuff. With me in the studio, I have Chris Ashby. Chris is the owner of Truckee Meadows Pest Control. Also with me, Debbie Gilmore. And Debbie is with Mason Valley Beekeepers. And Troy is with us too. And Troy is with Big Frog T-shirts and custom screening and custom work. Troy, tell us more about your company. So we're located over by Trader Joe's. Uh, we do more than just T-shirts. Uh, a lot of people have the misconception just because T-shirts is in the name of our business that we do just T-shirts. Uh, we do T-shirts, polos, hoodies, tank tops, onesies. And then on the other side, the and more, we do coasters, uh, mouse pads, aprons, uh, golf towels, pretty much any fabric um, that we can print on and broider on. We do silk screening. We do ultra prints. We do vinyl. We have a, a large, um, uh, a vast amount of ways that we can decorate on people's garments. For them. Yeah, and, and your work is, is really great, but I know that it's fast too. And tell me about speed. How long does it take if somebody comes in and says, hey, you know what, I'm having a birthday party. I waited till the last minute. A typical man, it's Tuesday. Can you have them ready for me Friday for the weekend? How long does it take? Yeah, we get uh, that all the time. So people come in and say, we waited till the last minute. Um, we'll direct them over to our direct-to-garment machine. Um, and we can do those. If we have the shirt that they want in stock, we can do it within 24 hours. <laughs> That's amazing. If, if we're not printing right then and there, I can do it for them right then and there. I can, uh, But uh, usually it's 24 hours because we have a lot of large orders and we don't want to stop those large orders to print one shirt. So. And really when you're buying something like a marketing piece like we're talking about that you print on, you're providing really more than a product. It's really a service, right? That speed is critical. The quality of the product that you provide, it's got to be good because if people need it fast, there's no time to take it back. Yeah, there's nowhere else in Northern Nevada that can do 24-hour turnaround time. Um, uh, that we just That's what the we, uh, the direct garment is, as far as I know, we're the only um, company in northern Nevada area that has the direct garment, and that's a lot what allows us to do the 24-hour turnaround. Did you launch the company yourself, or is it part of a franchise? It's part of a franchise. It's been there for about three years. We just purchased it from the um, the previous owner. We were doing some really good things because I'm, I'm just hearing about it now since I met you, and, and people are talking about the great work that you've done. Um, Debbie Gilmore is with us. Debbie is with Mason Valley Beekeepers. He's talking about the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Are you okay? with sitting next to a company that has a frog <laughs> on their logo? Absolutely, absolutely. I don't know, do frogs eat honeybees? Yeah, but they do. They I have, have not heard of frogs eating honeybees. They're not, so they're not no. like one of the big threats to the honeybee. Not that I've heard <laughs> of, yes. <laughs> but uh, this is, you know, the, when I go to the bee conferences and we're talking about the bee conference, there's a lot of businesses there have logos on their materials. They have, uh, you know, you think of a of a beekeeper's tool or product that's got somebody's logo on it. That's true. And so the business always seems to be needing that basic look of visual, right? Everything's gone digital, but your printing work is not digital. I mean, you do things on items. Do you do things on other than just garments? Do you do anything on hard material? Yeah, no, uh, some of our coasters are uh, stone co uh, coasters. They're made out of a stone that we can put into the printer and we can ink inject into the stone as well. Um, we do uh, pop sockets, uh, so cups, we can yeah. do uh, pens, we can do a large um, variety of items. I bet you're going to get some business here real soon as uh, people are gearing up and looking at the heavier parts of their business if they're in a spring or summer related business. Go when ahead. spring comes around, um, right now it's a lot of the businesses that are looking to get new uniforms for their businesses. So that's what we're in the middle of now. Next month it'll be sports teams looking to get jerseys and um, uh, spirit wear for their teams as well. So we'll start picking up there. Cover all those. We make it as fun as we can in the store. We're all lighthearted in the store. It's laughing all the time and it's just a, it's a lot of fun. Very nice. So well, you must have good management at the store. We do. We have a good management at the store. And you have a gentleman with us in the studio that's going to be joining us later in the show to talk more about the store? I do. We have Anthony Lee. Uh, he's been with the store for about three and a half years now. Oh, very nice. Okay. Well, we'll look forward to talking with Anthony more about Big Frog custom t-shirts and more. And I have in the studio right now Troy Jaggers. And Tro Troy is the owner and the operator of the business. Troy, if somebody wants to reach out, what's the best bit way to connect with you? And give us the address again. Uh, it's uh, fi uh, 5057 South McCarran Boulevard in Reno, right next door to Trader Joe's. And phone number is 409-4000 or they can come out on um, you know we're doing a blood drive on Saturday February 24th from 10 to 2 uh, so it's going to be right out in front of our store where people can come and uh, they give a pint of blood they get a free t-shirt they get some nothing but cakes uh, Trader Joe's is in on it as well so um, 
And then we've also teamed up with the Humane Society as well. So uh, if you go in and um, adopt a pet, uh, you bring us a picture of the pet, we'll put it on a t-shirt for you for free. And uh, the, they'll give you a certificate when you adopt a pet. So you bring the certificate in the store. We'll put the picture of your new pet right on a t-shirt just like we did for you. And um, they can take it home with them. Oh, I'm getting a new bee, a bee house. I'm going to be talking to you. Thanks, Troy. We'll be putting all of your information on our website. Make it easy for people to find you. Bigfrog.com slash Reno backslash Reno. All right. We got it. Also with us, Chris Ash. Chris is with Truckee Meadows Pest Control, and we're talking, Chris, not always about the benefits of home ownership, but what's some some of the challenges about home ownership. And in the last segment, we were talking about that discovery of some honeybees and uh, a little job that you were doing in somebody's house. And now you called me. I happen to know a guy that uh, introduced me kind of to the beekeeping world here in northern Nevada. His name is Chris, and I remember when I was working in uh, another uh, career at the time, Chris said, hey, do you want to see my new queen? And I thought he meant, uh, you know, there's a new woman in his life. And he pulled, opened his drawer, he opened up this little box, and there was a bee in it. And, and it kind of got me on the road to, to finalize and becoming a beekeeper. But uh, he went out there and took a look, and my gosh, the pictures that, you, that he sent me. So, Chris, I showed you the pictures. What did you think about those pictures with that? It was awesome. Um, that's a very well-established colony that uh, he pulled out of there. It had been there for, for quite some time. And, you know, sometimes, like you said, being a homeowner, you don't necessarily know those problems are, are going on. Um, you know, you can always give us a call. We can do free inspections, give you some tips, tricks of keeping pests, unwanted pests out. If that homeowner would have decided to become a beekeeper, let's say even a year before this happened, he would not have let that guy out there take that honey and that comb because it looked like two beehives were in that part of his roof and they were formed almost perfectly because of the way that they were set up. I showed the pictures to Debbie Gilmore. Debbie's with us from Mason Valley Beekeepers. What do you think, Debbie? I thought it was pretty amazing. Um, bee removal is pretty fun and um, challenging sometimes, but that was a huge colony of bees in there. It really especially was. Especially this time of the year. Bees naturally build their hives a lot like the beehives that we know today that we see in the agricultural world in, in boxes, and they have their hives. They're like big uh, filing cabinets, basically. And when they opened this thing, it was just amazing how beautiful that comb was in there. And Chris told me, when he sent me the pictures, he says, I got 40,000 bees out of there and 50 pounds of honey. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. So uh, the bees in the in this world, they'll make it whether you grow them and support them or whether they're out in the wild too. The feral bees will find a way. And that's pretty much what happens when bees swarm. Debbie, we're talking about how this was not a swarm. It was a colony, established wild colony. But talk a little bit about swarming because we are in the spring now and I understand this is the time of the year that that can happen. Yes, when we start getting warm and the, the colonies of bees start expanding, they run out of room where they're at. And so what the bees will do is they will start the process of producing a new queen. And once that queen is just about ready to emerge, the old queen will leave that hive with about half of the bees and go find a new location. So oftentimes that's why you find bees in attics and, and uh, things like that. But So they just move in in one big group as opposed to starting with one or two and so then growing. The, the queen will go land like on a tree branch or something and the other bees will follow her and surround her. So that's why you see this cluster of bees or swarm hanging on this tree. And they are in search of a new home to go to. So they send out guard bees. Those guard bees come back, communicate the distance and the direction of the new home, and they leave as a unit and go back to that new home. Mm, very interesting. So those swarms are coming from beehives, from beekeepers. Possibly, or other feral feral um, colonies. So feral colonies can have the same issue. They get oh, yes. so big, for whatever reason, half the colony decides it wants to move. Exactly. I guess that's how it uh, reproduces and nature continues to that grow. That is the natural rate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. But it does pose a problem for beekeepers because beekeepers invest a lot of time and money in their beehives. And you know, things have to happen in a certain way. So when it comes time to monitor your beehives, if half of your bees are gone, how possible is it that you can look around and see where they went? Oh, very possible because they will land fairly close to where they are swarming from. So it is possible you can capture your own swarms. But as beekeepers, we try 
to avoid swarming. So in the summer, um, early spring, we start splitting colonies to give them more room so that they don't start that process. And so you can take one colony that overwinters and make two colonies out of that in the spring to avoid that swarming situation. Yeah, well, that's interesting. I'm a new beekeeper. I'd like to ask you a couple of questions about my hives, uh, but I have to go to commercial. Okay. So I'm gonna ask you when we come back from this commercial, we're gonna continue our conversation with the good folks from Big Frog Custom T-shirts and more, and also Truckee Meadows Pest Control after this message. I believe we all have entrepreneurial roots, but that doesn't mean the ride isn't challenging. I know because I've experienced it, and I know because I see it every day. I've seen too many people struggle with their businesses because no one helped them with things that really matter. I've seen too many businesses fail that shouldn't have, all because they lacked the clarity and support they needed to stay on the rails and master the ride. That ends now. Catalyst Live 11 Weeks for Exponential Business Growth is the only Reno business class that goes much deeper than the old adage, you should be working on your business instead of in it. I think your business, when properly leveraged, should be working harder for you than you for it. That's why we focus on the 12 drivers of upside leverage that drive exponential business growth and directly relate them to your business. Join me, Sherry Hill, your facilitator and vision igniter, if you're serious about taking your business to the next level. Class starts February 8th. Go to renobusinessclass.com for all the details. renobusinessclass.com. You're tuned in to 1180 AM radio here in Northern Nevada. My name is Peter Padilla, and you're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio. I'm glad you tuned into our show today. We're talking with industry experts about real estate, real estate for investors, and more. Every week on our radio show, we bring in some great people. One of those great persons that normally is with us but couldn't make it today is Sherry Hill. Sherry is the CEO and the owner of Sage International. And I want to tell you why she's not here today, because she's working on this really incredible program that is coming up fast. It's Catalyst Live. It's about getting more growth out of your business. You'll learn the 12 drivers of upside leverage at her weekly meetings. They're taking place on Thursdays, 530 to 830 p.m., February 8th through April 19th. And it's right here in Midtown, Reno, 634 Ryland Street. It's an incredible opportunity to learn about growing your business and, you know, put it all together. Marketing, strategy, sales human relationships, processes, ideologies, networks, and more. Register today. It's quick and it's easy. RenoBusinessClass.com. Tell them Peter sent you. With me in the studio today, I have people talking about things that are flying in the natural world. You know, bugs, insects, and honeybees, too. Chris Ashby is with us. He's with Truckee Meadows Pest Control. You know, I don't know a lot of people that love bugs, but I got to tell you, I truly believe that you love bugs. Even though you're in the Truckee Meadows Pest Control control business, I have a feeling that you have at least a respect for them. Oh, absolutely. Um, certainly do. You know, I've been in the pest control industry for about 15 years, and my wife and I decided to start this business because we do. We have a passion for for helping people and for doing things the right way. Um, you know, it's this is a great great industry. It's a hidden industry. Um, you know, most people think of a dirty, stinky exterminator, and you know, we're we're kind of out there to, to change that perception. You know, it's it's just not that way. Well, I uh, get a feel that you love our planet. You know, just like like I do, and you care about the the things that are being done. Uh, to nature and, and you are having some impact on nature certainly yeah um, you know and at looking into to what's what's going on in at a customer's home seeing what is there what what we could do to impact getting rid of the pests and doing it the least impactful way to the environment yeah yeah my wife and I are beekeepers and we're new beekeepers and so we're watching everything that is going on in our, our yard and every you know from the little mites the spiders the different pollinators that are out there the, the rodents that we see coming and going the birds there's a lot of activity right if you're looking to see what's going on in nature and 
so many times I know in the past if I didn't like something that was going on, I would take severe action, right? I'd start spraying, start killing things, not thinking or caring about the rest of the world, but it really does have a huge impact. And so as a beekeeper, I'm meeting more and more people that I know are conscious. They, they're, they want to take care of the environment, but they're still kind of squeamish around spiders and so forth. So I look at that space that I want to have, Chris, is anything inside my house. Outside of my house, whatever's out there, creepy crawly, that's where it belongs. But inside my house, that's my environment. And yet, my wife doesn't think that way. She wants to leave the spiders alone. What do you think? Is that is that okay to leave some of those spiders do their thing? Yeah, definitely. You know, outside in your garden, every every bug that's out out there has a use. Um, you know, it's. Our, our job is to try and keep you pest-free, pest-free inside your home. But there are a lot of lot of good bugs out there, like the bees that we've been talking about, but all sorts of other stuff. You know, spiders eat a lot of the other bugs. You know, they catch them in their webs. There's, you know, hunting spiders. There's trapping spiders, orb weavers that catch other bugs and reduce those populations, kind of like what I'm trying to do. I guess it's just not politically correct to leave the spider web in the corner of your living room because you know that spiders maybe catching other bugs, right? Right, right. It's so funny. And, and, you know, the same people will buy figurines of spiders or figurines of bees and put them all over their house. But if they see a real one, they start swatting it. They want it out, you know. <laughs> yep. um, so it's funny how the psychology works about bees. But I'm getting to the point where I'm much more comfortable with them because of my bees. And I'm meeting more people that are comfortable with bugs and bees all the time. I met a new lady today. She's with us in the studio. Her name is Jane Anderson. Jane is here. She is a retired educator from Fallon, Nevada. Welcome to our show, Jane. Thank you. You're a beekeeper too, I understand. I am. For about eight years, I've been keeping bees. Oh, wow. That's great. So how many hives do you have? Well, I have eight, but as of this next year, I will have 15 because for Christmas, I bought five more hives. Very nice. Very nice. That's a lot of hives. Well, it started with one. It started with my daughter saying, Mom, I have a friend who has to get rid of a hive. He lives in Reno and he's moving to Texas. Would you take him? Take it? And I said, oh, honey, I know nothing about bees except that they sting. No, I'm not <laughs> interested. And she said, ah, it'll pollinate your garden and you'll get much greater produce. Um, they take care of themselves, Mom. They're really no work. That was the lie. And um, they're very good for the environment, and they give about one out of every three bites we eat is thankful for a bee. Oh, a bee has so, pollinated. Yeah, you, know, you know your world around bees because that is a big issue now is, is being aware of what bees really do for the world. And in America, I did read that recently, that every third bite of whatever you eat, somehow a bee is responsible for getting it there. And so I would estimate that's probably an underestimation. Yeah, that's the great, they're a the lot greatest more. pollinator. You know, I was thinking this morning when I was preparing for the show about honey and what it is. It is like the magic, most magic thing that is in this world because it's not manufactured really by any human and and no one directs how it's going to be manufactured and uh, there's I don't see the waste you know like if you're in the cattle industry or the chicken industry there's a lot of waste to deal with right but beekeepers don't have to get a tractor to scoop up the waste and get rid of it there is if there is out there it's probably be more like fertilizer right well and the thing that is so uh, fantastic about honey is that honey will never go bad it will outlive us never needs refrigeration it is the only sweetener in many countries like Kenya so they don't have the dental issues that we have because we use sugar, processed sugar. Um, and honey is a great flavor, er, sweetener, and it has many medicinal um, values to it too. It really does. They it found really does. honey in the ancient pyramids that was as good today as it was way back then. <laughs> Wow, so maybe uh, King Tut was in the honey business. Do you think? I wonder how many hives he had. <laughs> I think some of his <laughs> slaves were maybe. <laughs> that makes me, that gives me a good idea. Maybe I'll get a beehive that's kind of shaped like that. <laughs> that, that. That's really, yeah, I've heard that it's it goes way, way back. And uh, anyway, like I said, I think it's just a magical, magical product. Uh, honey, I believe, should be in the produce aisles of the grocery stores because it's produce. It is made naturally, and we want to keep it that way. I'm glad you're with us today to talk about the bee world. Uh, you were an educator before, right? You were in the. Yes. Uh, you were a school teacher. A school teacher and a principal. Yes. Very nice. All here in Northern Nevada. 
No, half and half. I was in education for about 40 years, but I've been here for 40, wow. for 20. Wow. Well, it's a, it's, it's a wonderful place to be, and I'm glad to know more and more beekeepers all the time. Debbie and I are talking about the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Are you going to be there? Oh, definitely I'll be there. And what are you hoping to see when you get there? What do you like about the conference? Um, it's just such a variety. Everybody that comes to the conference, and I've been going for probably seven years, um, they come to the conference, they have many great questions, and believe me, in beekeeping, like anything else, there are so many new things that evolve every single year. We keep learning more, there are new diseases that um, are with the bees. So there's just always education to do. More and more research uh, is being done all the time. We have two great researchers that will be there. Um, we try to bring in people from the community. There are exhibits there. People that want to sell things come and sell things there. It's just a, a great opportunity to learn. And believe me, when you leave, you go, I had no idea there was so much to learn in beekeeping. So, Jane, we're trying to get new beekeepers to attend this year's conference, which is being held February 23rd to the 25th at the Catholic Center in Yerrington, Nevada. And we happen to have in the studio a couple of guests, and I'm not sure whether they're in the bee world, but with us is Anthony Lee. And Anthony is the store manager at Big Frog uh, Custom T-shirts and more. Anthony, you ever been in the bee world? No. No, I have not been in the bee world. All right, yeah. now, now you see, you're the, you're a good, you're just like if we're looking for a poker player and we're looking for somebody, you'd be the guy. So we're looking for beekeepers. Have you? What would you think about becoming a beekeeper? About, uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind it. I mean, I live in a 600 square foot apartment, so probably no space for any bees right now. But later on, potentially, yeah. Yeah, does it sound like intriguing? To yeah, you no, definitely. The bees? I, I'm trying to save the bees. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Well, I encourage you to eat honey. That's one good way to support the bee world. We're going to talk about your business that you do at the store. You've been there a little while. You're not new yeah, to this. Yeah, I was the first employee. The first employee yeah. at Big Frog Custom Shirts, T-shirts, and more. Yeah, in Reno. In Reno, in Reno yeah. yeah. And that's what, three-plus years ago? Yeah, almost four now. Yeah, four in April. I love the work that you guys are doing there. We're going to share some of the other kinds of work that you can do besides this outstanding T-shirt that I've got here in the studio. But I wanted to make sure we go on record that we are working every day, working to get new people to consider beekeeping and becoming backyard beekeepers and supporting the bees. So I'm glad you're on your side yeah. and our side today. Yeah, definitely. All right. And Jane, if uh, anybody wants to find out more about your world in the beekeeping, beekeeping world, uh, you're over 10 hives here real soon. They can talk to you at the conference. That's one of the neat things about the conference is we get to network with other beekeepers. Yes, and in Mason Valley um, and I think Reno and in Carson City, there are bee clubs that people can join too. We had a couple of people at a conference that we had just this past weekend who said that they wanted to come to the big conference though they didn't want to get bees this coming year mm. they wanted to work with a beekeeper for a year and so there are all kinds of opportunities out there for people to get involved with beekeeping and not even if you don't have uh, apartment space <laughs> um, you can get involved with people who keep bees until such time that you're ready to have your own hive. Oh you know it I had a chance to work with some young children at a recent beekeepers conference and we're going to talk about that experience that I had Debbie Gilmore was there. She's going to be joining us on the show a little bit later in the show. And Anthony's going to continue with us uh, talking about his work at, at Big Frog. And then, of course, Chris. I've got more things to talk to you about in the, in the bug world when we come back after this message. SunTech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening products. Make shade while the sun shines. SunTech Solar Screening, 352-9396. SunTech Solar Screening. Raising bees is becoming more popular by the day. It's an interesting hobby that has tons of benefits, whether you're young or old, and most important, you can help save the bees. If you want to learn the how-tos of this entertaining and profitable pastime, come to the 2018 Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 23rd through the 25th in Yarrington, Nevada. This conference helps beginning and advanced beekeepers keep up with the art and science of beekeeping in a fun and informative way. To register, go to nevadastatebeekeepers.org. That's nevadastatebeekeepers.org. Drinking town with a football problem. The two main things we all have in common. We love them both and don't want to solve them. We're drinking town with a football problem.
We're talking on Nevada Real Estate Radio with industry experts every week, and many of our experts are talking about how you keep your home safe, secure, comfortable. I mean, that's really what it's about when you're looking to buy a home, is you want some comfort in your life. And comfort comes in many ways. It comes from having the necessities, and also it comes from splurging a little bit now and then, and finding ways to just get more out of your dollar, your home buying dollar. One of the things I did when I became a homeowner is I got to thinking about becoming a beekeeper. You can't do that for the most part when you're in a rental house or an apartment because probably you're moving a lot and you finally find that home and you want to stay there for a while. What a fun thing to do. Become a beekeeper. We're encouraging everybody who listens to our radio show and that knows about our passion to join us February 23rd through the 25th, the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Debbie Gilmore is in charge of the conference and she is doing a great job putting the activities together. She's with us in the studio. Debbie, tell us what's going to be going on. What are some of the highlights of the conference this year? Well, this year we are the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference and we have a welcoming address by Dr. Robin Titus, who is from Smith Valley. Her family is also beekeepers, but mm-hmm. she's also an elected official. Um, we have Jeff Knight from the, he's the entomologist from the Nevada Department of Agriculture. He's coming to talk and I'm hoping that Chris will join us as well um, and give us his perspective on pest management. Oh, wait a minute, you're talking Chris? Chris uh, Ashby, who's in the studio with us right now? Yes, I am. Well, I don't know. I, I am. Chris, what do you think? I, you know what? I would, I'd be honored. I'd love to come. Well, you'll be surrounded by beekeepers, and beekeepers are a different kind of people. They are. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like we'd be putting him on the hot seat. He is going to be I on the hot seat. Yeah, I, I don't know. He's taking a big challenge here. Of course, it's kind of a dangerous business, right? Our businesses, best management, beekeeping. Yeah, you know, it is. And that's, you know, I appreciate you inviting me. And again, we kind of have touched on a little bit is going back to that education piece and, and talking, you know, beekeepers see a pest management guy and they immediately think that, you know, I'm going to go in there and, and kill things. And that's not always the case. Um, you spoke about Jeff Knight uh, is a fantastic guy at the Department of Agriculture. Um, he's always there to, to help you. And the, the Nevada Department of Agriculture is, is certainly a resource to, to all of us, to the beekeepers, to the pest management. Um, they're, they're there to help us. Yeah. Absolutely. Very good. Well, it's going to be a great event, Debbie, and I know that the people that go are going to go through a life-changing experience, and uh, we we have to we have to get new attendees one at a time. And so today, uh, the one person that we had set up to be here, of course, is Anthony Lee. And Anthony is not a beekeeper; he's a young man who's a store manager at Big Frog. And Anthony, what do you think of becoming a beekeeper? You say maybe not for you because you live in an apartment, right? I know there's not that much room, but you're thinking maybe down the road. Yeah. Do, do you think maybe you might know people that would enjoy considering becoming a beekeeper? Uh, a, a I don't know. If- any any of my friends would be um, down to become a beekeeper right off the bat. What is it, what is it about that? What is it when you think about a beekeeper? What's the first thing you think about? Uh, I just think of people like in the white suits with like <laughs> yeah. the astronaut like, yeah. helmets <laughs> out there. I don't know. And I don't even know if I'm allergic or not, so I'm like uh, nervous about getting stung. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I love honey, so yeah. I mean, I would I would be potentially interested in learning more about it. Maybe coming to the uh, um, convention. Yeah, you know. Well, you know, one of the reasons that you're here is that you're a, you're running a business. And you get a lot of traffic coming in. So you see all kinds of different people. And so we're hoping you'll display this little poster there and let people know about it. But tell us more about your business. You've been there three years managing the store. You were there with the first one when it first launched, yeah. right? Yeah. So I was. I uh, um, moved up here to Reno to go to school. Um, I had a graphic d- a design background. I applied off Craigslist and then eventually got the job. I've um, been working there ever since. And then I found out the new the old owner was, was going to sell. And they had a couple couple different people coming in and then I met I met Troy um, and I wasn't 100% sure about saying but after I met him I was like okay this is a good place to be at right now um, I just graduated from from the University of Nevada Reno with a marketing degree congratulations um, yeah. so I'm kind of figuring out what I truly want to do but right now Big Frog's a good spot for me oh yeah it is there's a lot of demand for that kind of work good mm-hmm. quality work fast work and it, you're passionate about that I can tell I mean you love what you do I can see it in the quality of your work but what is it that really turns you on about that um, I, I guess it's more about the creative side like more of the customer service side in 2015 we won the best customer service um, eater award out of all big frogs and there's about a hundred right now um, so really the customer service really working with the customer to bring their ideas to life um, so the way it works is that a customer walks into the store with an idea about bees for example they want to make a beehive t-shirt you tell me I want to make a beehive with the guy with 
astronauts, space helmet on, doing something with the bees. And I say, okay, let's 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 make that work. And then I build build it for them, and uh, they, I print it. And then the big smile on their face when I show it to them is like, that's the factor I like the most. You know what I'm going to do is I'm going to get my bee suit on, my astronaut suit, yeah. as you call it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to get some photos taken, and I want to I want to do a, a Peter and the Moon, the Bee Moon, right, yeah. kind of thing, because that, that's what I think too. The bee suit is so cool because it does kind of make you feel like an astronaut yeah. and you know I love, it's like a superhero suit that's it because Debbie when people go get the swarms you know and they see the guy coming out he's, you know, he's covered in he's covered in every way you can think of it he's got this big helmet on with the screen on it it's kind of like that guy going out there dangerous right what was his name the guy that did the the, the burning oil wells Red Adair is this guy would go out there and they'd blow up the deal it's, and it kind of feels that way because people are afraid of bees Debbie why are they afraid of bees well because they sting every why? bee sting hurts right mm -hmm. but it only lasts for a, a short amount of time but there is one percent of the population that has a true allergic reaction to bee stings so that is very serious so yeah. I don't want to make light of it but right. it is right, very right, serious right. there's a big difference though between bees and wasps bees Absolutely. and hornets yes. and I would bet yes. most people that have bad experiences are with wasps yeah. or yeah. hornets yeah hmm? yeah mm -hmm. I would think that would be the case because I've been stung by both wasps and hornets and by my own honeybees by mistake they claim but <laughs> I was stung twice just one incident each by the honeybee uh, recently and when I was transporting them I put my finger in the wrong place and uh, I think they were, you know, they just didn't have a natural need to defend the hive, which I, I appreciate. But th there really is a big difference. Uh, a hornet or a wasp, if it stings you, Anthony, it leaves a mark and it attracts more of those hornets and wasps to come to get you. I mean, they're really aggressive. Uh, so I call my honeybees like cows. You know, they're like little tiny cows. We put them in a little milking machine every now and then and we get a little bit of honey out. And, you know, they, if you manage them that way, but, you know, even a cow will charge you if you mess with it. That's the same with bees, right? Is that a good description, Debbie? Can I talk about cows at the bee, bee conference? Uh, sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Bees are considered livestock. They're kind of the same, aren't yeah, they? they kind yeah, they kind of are. Or family, in my case. Yeah. yeah, we really love our bees, our bees. And so, okay, so Anthony, the store is located one more time for the people. Uh, it's located right next to Trader Joe's, 5057 South McCarran Boulevard, um, right next to Nothing Bug Cakes and Edible Arrangements. Those are really good, that's a really good location. Yeah. I have been sent into Nothing Bun Cakes on a number of occasions. And I go into Trader Joe's, that's a great store too. So your location is really good and I know you're going to continue to do great work on the business and I wish you great success. Thank you so much. If uh, you have a chance I'd love to have you come back and talk more about the stores. New things are developed and that includes my spacesuit bee suit. <laughs> T-shirt. We, we can make that happen. All sure. right. Thanks a lot. Chris Ashby has with, been with us, too, and Chris is the owner of Tricky Meadows Pest Control. Uh, did you know that when you were invited to the radio show today that you would also be wrangled into speaking at the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference? Um, no, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm greatly appreciative of being invited. I think it's going to be me and talking with people and, and educating them. I, it's kind of funny. He talked about the bees being like cows, and he said wrangled. And you know, I've been married to my wife for 17 years now, and uh, I can remember all the way back when we were first dating. She was telling me about how her dad was a beekeeper, but she couldn't think of the word beekeeper, and she said bee herder. Yeah. And <laughs> still to this day, I, I I ask her, did he have a little tidy whip and kind of make him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's I, I popped into my mind, but uh, you know I love my wife dearly. Um, but uh, yeah, so beekeeping is is in the family. Her, it's very her nice. dad her dad was a beekeeper. And, yeah, and uh, yeah, but there's there's a lot of a lot of education that needs to happen out there. Um, one of the things that uh, we had spoken off the air was uh, neonicotinoids. Oh yes, yes. Uh, that's like nicotine, right? People think nicotine, cigarettes, correct. same family. Correct, correct. And it's a, a great pesticide. And if you, and I know that people, a lot of like in, the, in your industry and in beekeeping, um, it, you know, nicotinoids are very dangerous to, to bees. And that's where that education piece comes in is that right on the, the product, the label is, 
right up front it says when when bees are swarming you know pollinators you know watch out for this don't be treating in these areas around around flowers around crops stuff like that it's the education piece I, mean, I know there's been a kind of a big bandwagon of jumping on and eliminating the neonicotinoids and i don't think that eliminating it is the right answer i think educating and making sure that people are using the products properly is is the best case you know i i have done services and been in the in industry in california and i have seen what a lot of these things that are restrictions that are put on pesticides that do more harm than good you know a lot of these manufacturers are out there doing their best to come up with the good materials to use to to take care of some of our problem pests like bed bugs or cockroaches and a lot of these these other bugs that are get resistant to some of these products sometimes because of overuse it's it's the majority of it has to do with doing it properly, making sure that you're reading the labels, making sure that you're applying properly. We kind of go back to what I mentioned before earlier with the, some technicians that just get into a rut and are using the same product that they used at the last house. Well, what happens at this new house of that there's you know a, a colony right down the road of, of bees? You know, being responsible, there's, there's a bee map that's out there that you can access through the Depart Nevada Department of Agriculture culture. Mm -hmm. Being educated about what's going on in your environment, where you're doing your services, and making sure that you're doing the right thing every single time. Bring up great points, Chris, and unfortunately our time runs short every time we do our radio program, but I'd love to have you come back and talk more about the work you do at Truckee Meadows Pest Control, along with Debbie Gilmore from the Mesa Valley Beekeepers Association, because uh, I do want to talk about the process of registering bees like you talk about, knowing where the bees are, and what we can do as businesses and as homeowners to protect the bees, because really they are so important to our world, much more than any of us can realize, unless you're in the bee world, you don't know that bees are so critical to our very survival. I'm glad you're with us today, and um, let us our, let our listeners know, Chris, if somebody wants to reach you at Truckee Meadows Pest Control, what is the best way? Um, you can give us a call. Our office number is 775-332-0604, um, or you can visit us on the web at tmpestcontrol.com. That's a beautiful spider you have on your business card. You got to give that to our friend here, Anthony, because he's got a frog on his business card and they can probably feed each other. Debbie Gilmore <laughs> is with us too. Debbie is with Mason Valley Beekeepers. Hope you enjoyed being with us today. It was great fun. Thanks, Peter. And let us know one more time about the big event. Okay, February 23rd through the 25th in Yarrington. It's the 8th Annual Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Very good. I'm encouraging everybody to attend and we've got that information on our website too, Debbie. Good. Hope to see you again soon. Also want to thank our other guests that were in the studio earlier with us today. We had Jane Anderson and Jane is a an ed retired educator living in Fallon. Also with us is Troy Jagger and Troy is the owner of Big Frog Custom T-shirts and more. Thank you all for being here today. I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in. We're on the air again next week. Same time, same station and we'll visit with you then. Goodbye everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listening and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com. Raising bees is becoming more popular by the day. It's an interesting hobby that has tons of benefits, whether you're young or old, and most important, you can help save the bees. If you want to learn the how-tos of this entertaining and profitable pastime, come to the 2018 Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 23rd through the 25th in Yarrington, Nevada. This conference helps beginning and advanced beekeepers keep up with the art and science of beekeeping in a fun and informative way. To register, go to nevadastatebeekeepers.org. That's nevadastatebeekeepers.org.